0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to another episode of Monday Musings, parenting podcast for Muslim moms around the globe, inshallah. Today is episode 12, and we will be looking at a topic of children and controlling the tongue. We will specifically be tackling the following questions. Number one, why is it important? Just a quick reminder why controlling the tongue is important and what to do when things escalate. We will be also looking at examples from the sunnah and discuss the importance of raising the inner child and having your cup full, inshallah. So let's dive in. Are you ready? Bismillah. Firstly, we all know about importance of guarding the tongue, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, in Surah Qaf, not a word does one utter, Except that there is an angel watching, ready to record it. And he also said that verily your Lord is ever watchful. We know that we we all fall under the category of being responsible for our actions, like Mukallaf, and we all know that we must guard our tongue from all types of speech, um, speech that consists of, you know that doesn't consist of benefit and uh, there's a hadith from abu huraira radiallahu anhu the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said whoever believes in allah and the last day let him speak good or remain silent and all these ayahs from the quran and the hadith it's a clear cut proof that one should not talk unless his speech is good and that is the speech that consists of predominantly of some benefit right if we have any doubt as to whether or not our speech consists of benefit then we should not speak right and imam shafi said when one desires to talk then it's upon him to think before he speaks if there is beneficial good in what he will say then he should speak and if he has doubt about that then he must not speak until he clears that doubt but by making his speech good. So we all know these rules. However, when it comes to specifically, you know, to our children, we don't seem to apply. We, we seem to let loose and we seem to lose our temper and we seem to utter hurtful and meaningful things that we later end up regretting. Is that true for you? Yes or no, just be honest and, you know, answer to yourself, you know, it's not an exam, but we try to restrain when it comes to everybody else, we try to restrain, right? With neighbors, friends, colleagues, partners, or your in-laws, but when it comes to your children, it's just so easy to let loose, lose your temper, and you end up saying the things that you later on regret, Right? so what like we all know the importance of tongues subhanahu wa ta'ala. and even when it comes to children we should control the tongue and i also want to say the hadith of Maad bin jabal he said um, i i said oh messenger of allah tell me an act that will ma- take me to paradise and keep me away from the hellfire and the prophet وسلم, said you have asked me about a major matter But it is easy for he whom Allah, may he be exalted, makes it easy. So you must worship Allah associating nothing with him. You must perform the prayers, pay the zakat. You must fast in Ramadan and perform the hajj to the house of Kaaba. Then he said, shall I not show you the gates of goodness? Fasting is a shield. Charity extinguishes sin as water extinguishes fire. And so does the praying of a man in the depths of the night. Then he said, those who forsake their beds to cry unto their Lord in fear and hope and spend of what we have bestowed upon them. No soul knows what is kept hidden for them of joy as a reward for what they used to do. This is... Um, Ayah 16 from Sajda. Then, she, then the Prophet Sallallahu said, Shall I not show you, O Ma'ad, the peak of the matter, its pillar and its uppermost part? Ma'ad ibn Jabal said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, The peak of the matter is Islam. The pillar is prayer and its uppermost part is jihad. Then he said, shall I not show you what controls all of that? I said, yes, Ya Rasulullah. So he took a hold of his tongue and said, كُفَّ alayka hada, Restrain this. Restrain this. So the tongue is the one that controls all of our affairs. Most of our affairs. And there's a hadith from Abu Sa'id al-Qudri, رضي الله reported that Prophet sallallahu said when the son of Adam wakes from his sleep all of his body parts seek refuge from his tongue saying fear Allah with regard to us fear Allah for indeed we are part of you so if you are upright then we will be upright if you are corrupt then we shall be corrupt and that that's what body parts are saying to our tongue right subhanallah may allah help all of us to restrain our tongue at all times so we know that you know we know that guarding the believer's tongue is a means of you know can be the means of entering paradise or hellfire and may allah save us from the hellfire so today's uh, today's episode is about children and controlling the tongue right because we know that i we know the verses from the quran and we know the hadith from the prophet sallallahu about controlling the tongue and we try with other people we make effort but when it comes to children specifically then we you know we let loose and it's really important that we make the effort we try and i just want to uh, mention this incident briefly that i was talking to a a mother um, who said you know my my son was having um, a zoom lesson and uh, you know i was i was telling him off for something and his teacher said like oh you are audible And she said, I was so shy that his teacher witnessed me telling him off. And then I tell him off daily, but I'm not shy off. Like, am I not shy off my Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is ever so watchful and who is witnessing me telling this child off, you know, on a daily basis. And I was, it was a self-reflection moment, like epiphany moment that I was looking at myself, like, why am I shy for his teacher to, you know, witnessing me telling him off and then every day I tell him off and Allah is the witness and I I didn't think about it. It was really a powerful reminder for myself as well. You know, even in front of other people, you don't tell your children off, right? You make the effort. But we know that Allah is ever so watchful and Allah is watching and, and the angels are recording and still we we sometimes say things that we we don't want to say, right? So what to do when things escalate? Again, let's look at, uh, you know, the examples from the sunnah. Because we know the Prophet ﷺ, he he trained in, you know, he trained the young, like sahabia, the the young children amongst his companions in good manners and in characteristics. And um, he displayed the perfect example of education of Muslim children, Right. Because there were a lot of Muslim children around him. And I was reading in uh, in the book, you know, often we we don't we don't make the effort in giving nasiha. And then when you know when children do something bad, then we are quick, you know, to jump in and say something. So in this book it says, you know, every father and mother should train their children in praiseworthy. Praise-worthy characteristics and good manners. Firstly, towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then his prophet, um, then, uh, you know, towards Quran and Ummah with everyone they know who has rights over them. It could be neighbors, it could be friends, you know, grandparents, right? And parents should bring them up with good manners in all things, eating, drinking, dressing, sleeping, going out of the house, entering the house, riding a vehicle, etc. In all their affairs, right, we should continuously give nasiha. We should tell in the first place what is the right way of doing things, what is the right way of eating, drinking, dressing, sleeping, going out. You know, like we should instill in children the attributes of a good person such as love of sacrifice or putting others first and helping others generosity and we should keep them away from evil characteristics like cowardice stinginess or lack of ambition right but we don't do these things in the first place we're too busy attending to their physical needs cooking cleaning washing their uh, clothes you know ironing putting the laundry away but we don't really thing about their emotional and spiritual needs we don't tend to their emotional and spiritual needs because they're not visible right it's easy to tend to their physical needs because they get hungry they get dirty they need a bath they need cleaning they need clean shoes and clean clothes etc but when it comes to their filling up their emotional and spiritual needs we don't do as much um, effort because they're not visible those needs are not visible and we don't do the work like the homework we should, we were supposed to do in the first place and then when they do something bad that's when you know it fires away so um, in this book you know um from dar es salaam which i will show the picture later on it says that the educator must be merciful forbearing easygoing and approachable you know, these are the four qualities: merciful, forbearing, easygoing, and approachable, and not foul-mouthed or unapproachable. Right? We, he should teach in a manner that is better, far removed from insults, rebuke, beating, you know, belittling, um, dehumiliating. All this—it it should be far remote because we don't want to damage children's uh, self-esteem, you know, their sense of self-esteem, self-respect, self-confidence. Once their self-confidence goes, because character is built upon the confidence, right? And we don't want to do that. So uh, raising children should be a balance between encouragement and warning encouragement and warning so we give nasiha we show them the right way of doing things and surely they make mistakes right so what do we do when things escalate we if you can't if you can't say something of benefit then stop and pause and stop this is the best strategy pause and stop remove yourself from that environment pause and stop don't say anything If you can't say, this is one thing that I'm trying to do myself as well, because, you know, we often, you you know, pressed by, you know, priorities of life, we're pressed by time, we have so much on our plate, and we can't control, we can't control, sadly. So if we, if I say, Irata, if you can't say something good, then pause and stop. Just leave the room, you know, leave the situation. Remove yourself out of that environment, out of that situation because it's far better to say something when you are calm and cool rather than in that moment. It doesn't matter. Just say something later, right? Say something later. And we know this from the, again, examples from the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. you know, when he was riding a camel with... Uh, with one of the young companions, you know, he kept looking at this girl who was very beautiful and he didn't say anything. He just like moved, it, like he hold, he held his chin and moved his head away, right? Moved his head away. And um, we also know that somebody came and said like, uh, uh, Abdullah is uh, neglecting the night prayer. And he said, what a, what a beautiful boy Abdullah would be if only he prayed his night prayer on time. And then he says, from that day on, I never missed my night prayer. Look at the beautiful example of like correcting the behavior, right? Correcting the actions, subhanAllah. And um, I think mostly we react because we reuse and recycle the things that we have banked since childhood, right? We keep banking all these reactions and attitudes at the back of our hand, uh, head, and then once we are a mother we all have this inner child right we held on to this inner child and we recycle things that that have been done to us and two most of the time having your cup full helps you to reduce that reaction to say something uh, you know hurtful or meaningful because you you know when you feel so happy you know in a state of happiness within yourself then you're more likely to control yourself. You're more likely to control yourself. So it's also very important to raise that inner child within ourselves and having your cup full, not only full, having your cup overflowing, right? Do something for your spiritual, emotional. We all have spiritual, emotional, and physical needs to fulfill those needs physically, emotionally, spiritually. Fulfill your own cup, so you can give from a place of love inshallah so this was the end of today's episode for tuning in please sh- share uh, share like comment and send in your thoughts and feedback we always appreciate uh, feedback and what topics you would like to see in the future as well also coming soon gratitude is my attitude the 30-day journal for muslims please follow us on social media to stay tuned and updated with news and uh, inshallah there will be giveaways and uh, discount for the winners of some competitions we are planning to hold um, for this 30-day journal inshallah. Jazakumullah khair and I look forward to seeing you in future episodes. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi barakatuh